0: Welcome to Talking Shop with Teresa and Bree, the show where we dish out tips and advice for mystical business owners and service providers. If you're not sure what a mystical business owner is, let me tell you what it is. If you're a tarot card reader, astrologer, Reiki healer, intuitive counselor, oracle medium, or if any kind of spiritual or mystical art is part of your business, well, then you are a mystical business owner. We're talking to you. My name is Teresa and my Glamorous co-host. Where are you, ladies? (laughs) So
1: glamorous. Hey, everyone. I am Bree. And Teresa and I have both been self-employed, working for ourselves, sacred artists, running our own businesses for decades upon decades. We have quite a bit of time between the two of us. So we know what goes into running a successful business, right? And we know how much heart, grit, and hustle it takes to get your business afloat, and then once it is, keep it rocking along.
0: Absolutely, and we've been doing this show together now for years. And you know, we're very passionate about this show. We do it once a month because our goal is to see our fellow sacred artists thrive and succeed. So we're here to share this information um, because we really want to see you guys make it, right, Bree? That's
1: right. It's really important to us. You know, we. Teresa and I very much come of the philosophy of, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. And so same thing here. Like when one of us succeeds, like we're all succeeding, and that is a blessing for all of us. So exactly. And to that end, in each episode of Talking Shop, we tackle a different topic. Today's topic is one of my personal favorites because I am such a nerd, back to school online learning, classroom learning, and rituals to sweeten the deal. Thanks for tuning in to listen, everyone. Let's get this show started.
0: You know, both of us love to learn. I mean, I am yeah. always learning <laughs> something. I'm, I've always got a book in my hand. There's classes I'm interested in. Um, so I'm always wanting to enrich my mind in some way or another. And I know that, that you're like that, too. So, you know, are there any classes that you're taking at the moment, Bree, and if so, what and why? Yes, I love this question. I'm
1: always, always, always doing something. So a couple of the things that I'm, I'm doing right now, um, Jason Miller, my friend, who has the Strategic Sorcery website, uh, came out earlier this year with a book called 21 Keys to Successful Spellcasting. And it is really, really excellent. So, you know, because ritual and magical work is part of my work, um, I, I like to see how other people put their rituals and their ceremonies together. So this book is basically, you know, what what 21 points and themes are that you want to keep in mind as you're putting anything magical together. Um, and so that is one thing. And then my um, web developer – and my graphic designer, has been giving me tutorials on how to do certain things on my site, like, you know, how to decode SEO stuff, how to edit certain things in a more sophisticated way than what I've been able to before. And I really love that because it's basically private tutoring that I have with her, and it all uses my website as the you know, as as the playground. And so it's immediately relevant. So those are two things that I've been engaged in recently that I really, really love. What about you, Ms. Teresa? What are you learning right now?
0: Well, I took a class on com, L-Y-N-D-A, which is a great site, by the way. They've got a ton of little classes you can do that are online. So I took one in podcasting, believe it or not, just to kind of like, Brush up my skills and, you know, look at some new equipment. Because I, the reason why I took it was um, also I got a new desktop and the program that I was using, GarageBand, had a completely different interface. And so yeah. I found myself freaking out and saying, "Oh my God, I'm not going to learn this. It's so different. And oh, they got rid of all the things I liked." And and I said, Teresa. Let's stop the panic now. There's got to be a class for this. And i got to tell you, that class was so smart, so easy to learn. It got me through it, and it got me back on track in learning this new equipment. So that was the biggest class that I took, and, you know, I'm really glad I did. And and that's a great resource, by the way. So, yeah.
1: Yes. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. So, where? You know, for, we, we've talked about classes that we like. Where, in your opinion, Teresa, are some of the best online places for mystical entrepreneurs to sharpen their skills, both
0: business-wise and
1: talent-wise?
0: Okay. So if we're going to be doing online, um, when it comes to business, I really, I just mentioned lynda.com, L-Y-N-D-A. I think that is a great place for business skills. They've got classes there on pretty much Everything under the sun that you could ask for. So you can get a class on like podcasting or how to do pages or how to, you know, work with Adobe Photoshop or how to do business strategies and business planning. It's got everything there that you could possibly want. It only costs like 25 bucks a month. It's so worth it. And you're going to never run out of classes to learn there. Uh, another good source is CreativeLive.com. CreativeLive.com is also got like on-demand classes. They have a bunch of free classes that you can do. Um, people like Tara Gentilli and Carrie Chapin teach business classes there. And so I've done some of those, and I found them to be really effective. Now, as far as sharpening your skills on your talent, you're going to be able to find um, a lot of different things out there. And my advice in that realm is, first of all, to find a teacher or someone whose style you admire and like. So, for example, I think Andrew McGregor is amazing, and he Mm -hmm. does online classes on the Marseilles deck. He does classes on charm casting with Carrie Paris. You know, these are great things that you can study with someone like him um, that can really sharpen your divination skills, so if that's, you know, what you're doing. So, again, the advice around that is look for someone you admire or someone who's got a skill that you want to learn or maybe they are further along in their career or their talents than you. And then see if they're offering online things. And you're going to be surprised to find there are a lot of people who are offering online classes in the divinatory arts or sacred arts. You know, and of course people can learn from you, Brie, with the wonderful classes that you have. So there's, there's a lot of good people out there teaching. Just look for somebody that you like. Who you resonate with and go from there, what about you? What are yeah. your favorite online places?
1: I really like design sponge design sponge mm. has a and this is kind of it's a little funny because it's like an arts and design blog, and it's the kind of blog that normally I would never go to, but I was there because my son got me her book where women work um and And I mean it's all about you know, various female entrepreneurs. And so I checked out her site and she has a series of like one on one classes. And there's actually one on podcasting that I that I took. And you know, they're short, they're really like actionable, and I really liked that a lot. I thought it was really, really good. Um I have, you know, a lot of online coaches and business coaches will have free like um, opt-ins that you can do. So, like Barry Tesler, who we've mentioned on the show before, she runs the Art of Money. When you opt into her email list, you get like a, a five-day money roadmap, and it and it you know, and it just gives you kind of like these highlights for starting to work in a more conscious way with your money. So, like those are really neat. You know, Rachel Cook has a ton of great stuff. I know we're going to talk about her
0: um, later on in the show.
1: So you know, like there are there are people like that. Um, And then, as far as talent, uh, you know, our sacred arts work. I love Andrew's classes. I think that they're really good. Um, You know, another thing that I really like to do for talent is, is, like, for instance, if you want to brush up on your tarot reading skills, go, you know, go get reading. Right? Right. Go get readings with different readers and then if you find one that you really love, ask them if they're willing to teach you or ask them if they're willing to mentor you. You know, a lot of people do not have online classes set up, not because they don't want to teach, but because the the infrastructure and the how to of building an online class is just beyond What they're at the point of being able to do. But there are a lot of people in our world and if you'll say, hey, I really like your style, would you be willing to coach me for a number of sessions? You know, often the answer will be like, yeah. You know, I haven't really thought about that but sure I'm, I'm totally down for that. So that also I think is a really good thing to ask and to check out. Another person that I really love that I already mentioned is Jason Miller, um, for those of you who are into magic, he has a great audio series called the Arcane Audio Series. Most of the audio teachings are, like, about $50, and there's usually a couple of hours of material. Those are really great. Our friend Sabeku, who we've had on the show and who we both love, does what he calls labs. Um, So they're learning labs, and, and, I mean, He has done everything from, like, an extended lab on money and working with money, both on a personal and a business level, to, you know, sigil magic. So so he's another good person who always has really creative stuff and, you know, spans the gamut of of different skill buildings. So those are some of, of the ones that I really like.
0: I love it. Those are great people. I'm nodding my head, like totally. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, how often do you think entrepreneurs should take classes? I mean, do you think there should be a mandatory continuing ed thing like other types of industries?
1: I really like this question. Um, So, you know, I'm not a fan of, of saying like, oh, our industry needs to be regulated in X, Y, or Z way. But I when I started working with Jessica Regan Salzman, who does my bookkeeping, Jessica, after the first, the, Jessica basically came on um, when my accounts were in a mess, and and she went, she fixed the year, the preceding year before I had hired her, mm-hmm. and we went over the reports together, and she was like, you know, Bree, she was like, you know, there's always this category called professional development. And and this includes classes that you take. It includes conferences that you go to, um, you know, all different kinds of ways to professionally develop yourself. And, and she was like, you know, uh, you often want to see a certain percentage of money being spent, a certain percentage of the income being spent on personal development. And, and so I always thought that was a really useful benchmark was kind of remembering like, you know, oh yeah, I've paid my phone bill this month. Have I, have I done anything for personal development and professional development, right? That's actually the term. It's not personal development. It's professional development. Have I done anything for professional development this month? And, and so, you know, I, that to me has always that. And And so I feel like we should always be learning. I think especially if you have an online business, whatever you know about the internet today is going to be different tomorrow. So I really think that we have to stay on top of these things. Um, I also think that you can get I, I will speak for myself, you can get on class overload. Um, I yeah. have seen people who, who have signed up for, you know, five, six, seven classes, and then they don't do any of them because they are totally in overwhelm and overload mode. And so I think that you've got to strike a balance. Um, and, and you know, you really need to also look at what, what are the pieces that you yourself want to do versus what are the pieces that you want to farm out to somebody else. Um, and then when you know what it is that you really want to do, then – taking classes that focus on those things and helping you build up those skill sets is really helpful. You know, I don't want to do SEO. I don't want to do it. I don't want to think about it. I have a VA who does it and does it beautifully, and I pay her to do it. And if she wants to take a class, I'll pay her to take that class, right, because I don't want that. So I'm not going to take an SEO class. um, But, like, I absolutely love um, learning about things like Instagram right and so I would totally yeah. take an Instagram class so that that's kind of my take on it what about you Teresa what do you think about entrepreneurs and taking classes and you know should we have continuing as be a part of our our recommended required work
0: I I'm not a big fan of anything mandatory or sort cert- of certified either like you I don't want um Bureaucracy in our industry, I don't think it belongs in this industry. Bureaucracy and spiritual things just don't go together like peanut butter and jelly. That's more like peanut butter and turpentine. So I don't think we should mix the (laughs) two. But I do think it is important to continue to update your skills. Um, So your skills, for example, if you're a tarot reader, you want to read books when they come out. You want to make sure you're attending classes that are going to help you to Learn. I mean, of course, you still get a lot of skill development by practicing and reading often, um, but taking business classes, I think, are so important because business is always changing. I mean, now one day it's Instagram, next day it's Vero. Um, there might be new laws coming down. The web may look different. I mean, you need to take the classes so that you can stay updated. If I would have been resistant to taking that pod class, uh, that podcast. Uh, class because i was you know didn't want to spend the money or didn't want to invest the time i'd still be diddling around with this equipment not knowing what i'm doing or you know trying to like make the old stuff continue to work as long as possible i don't want to be doing that i want to like get everything updated and get on top of stuff and stay current so i think you know what as as long as it's as long as like um the world dictates like with changing technology or whatnot Keep taking classes as you see fit, but take classes. Don't be lazy about it. I think it's really important. I really do. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you're talking to two air signs here, so we're never going to tell you like not to learn.
0: Right. <laughs> you were never going to. There's an episode on <laughs> King of the Hill, which is a cartoon <laughs> I used to love, where Peggy Hill one time she says, "I'm a substitute teacher. I'm done learning," and <laughs> you never no. want to be Peggy Hill. <laughs> We want to keep learning. Stay current.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. So, Teresa, we are fangirls. We're like super fangirls of Rachel Cook. And you got to attend an event with her at the beginning of this year. How did this event help your business? And what are your thoughts generally about attending conferences and events? Because you you got quite a few of them
0: yeah I go to events all the time. I mean, I go to the World domination Summit every year. I've been doing that now for a couple of years. That's really great to get inspired and to network and connect, and you learn things too about people's stories and they've got lots of various classes you can take, you know like uh, last year, I did a class there on um, an author, a, class, a class on writing and promoting your book. So you know, I do that every year. I go to the the Reader Studio Tarot Conference every year to sharpen my tarot skills, and this year I went to Rachel Cook's and rachel cook of course i'm a huge fan girl and i just love everything she does Um, i think she's brilliant and this event was really amazing first of all you're hanging out with all these other really cool awesome entrepreneurs and i love being around that i mean these are women who really love their work they're into it um, they're looking to better their businesses. So, you know, just the networking part was so good. But it was awesome to be live and have Rachel teaching us how to set your Europe for success. And I've got to tell you, I have been following what I've learned in her workshop, and it's been really helping my business roll around. And one of the things that she really talked about is how, you know, I was doing too much. And so I've trimmed back on some certain things in my life to Make room for the things that matter, and it's been making me very happy. So I, I cannot recommend events like this enough. I think they're really important. I think everybody should go to an event. Go to, if you're a tarot reader, go to a tarot event. If you're an astrologer, go to an astrologer conference. You know, go to a business conference. Do these things because the networking and the live learning, you just cannot put a dollar sign on it. Now, I I want to go around to a a question about this now. Now, of course, we're talking about learning and attending events, but, you know, Bree, you're a busy mom running a thriving business and writing books. How are you able to fit in learning or conferences, you know, and especially with two babies? What's your thoughts about this? Because, you know, again, I'm at a different stage of my life. I can flit off to Rachel Cook because I don't have a – I'm not nursing a child. You know, but what about you? How do you make this happen? So,
1: you know, I think that the first thing is there are going to be some things that you're going to lose. Like I had, there's a um, conference that I always did in Colorado over the summer, and when we had our second child, um, you know, I was just like, I'm not going to be able, it's a week long kind of deal, and I was like, I'm just not going to be able to go do that anymore you know until the little one is in school full-time um i have the support to do it actually like my husband would be like go for it honey but i like i don't want to be away from a little one for seven days which is the the amount of time that it would be so you know when you're a mom especially a mom of young children then some of your in-person opportunities are going to dwindle and i think that you have to see that realistically you know I've been to Reader Studio for the past two years. I can't, I wasn't able to go in 2018 because it was a month before, you know, two months before I was due. So, you know, you're going to have stuff like that where you're not as able to go to in-person things as frequently, which means that when you decide to do something in person, you really want to get banged for your buck. And so I agree with Teresa. Like, you know, if you... If, if you know yourself and you know who you're signing up with, like in-person learning just cannot be beat. And so, you know, think about what you like and think about what energizes you. Like, crowds of a thousand people do not energize me. Uh, you know, hanging out in someone's living room with like 30 other female entrepreneurs is something that I totally am into. So, you know, that that tells me like when I'm planning my you know, where do I want to go, who do I want to do in person, I my priorities are really clear. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, we had a talking shop several months ago where, Teresa, you mentioned, like, you have designated days where you have, like, ad, your admin work. You're going to do it on a specific day. And I think that the same thing applies for learning. So, you know, if you've got yeah. young children and you have a business, Learning is often the thing that goes out the window um, first, because right, like why not? But I, I really believe that if you will designate a day, a month, or a day a week to learn something about your business, to optimize something about your business, it will make a huge difference—not just in your bottom line and not just in your business, but also in your overall life because you know the thing is when we have little kids they are always learning mm-hmm. and they, they are doing what we do and so if we want them to learn and we want them to love learning then we need to be learning ourselves and if we're not then when they come home and they're like I hate school and I hate to learn hard to say anything in the face of that right, right. really hard to address it so I say like you do it for family cohesion and for your business, and there's a ton of, as we've mentioned, like there's Linda, there's Design Sponge, there's a ton of places online where, you know, it's a 15-minute thing. Like you can have your lunch or you can, like, go for a walk around the block and learn something. And so I think that really now in today's age of virtual everything where you can take so many of these classes on the go, there's there's no excuse, even for the busiest of us, not to learn.
0: Right. I totally agree. And, you know, the one thing you never want to do is become complacent and think you know everything. You don't want to be Peggy Hill. (laughs) You know, we want to keep on making the time, even if it only means sitting down with a book about business or about your skills. You know, something is going to make a difference.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. So let's swing around and talk about teaching. What is your advice for teaching, both online and off? Because this, of course, is the other part of learning. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, we did a really great class with Andrew McGregor about online teaching. And so I would really recommend that people go back and listen to that because Andrew does a lot of online teaching, and he is so fabulous with it. So if you're going to teach online, you know, the biggest advice is that you're going to have to figure out, first of all, do I like doing this Or do I prefer (laughs) teaching in person? I think that's really important uh, because if you don't like teaching online, you're going to be miserable there. If you don't like teaching in person, you're going to be miserable there, and that's going to bleed through. And we don't want to be miserable. We want our students to see that we're game and we're into it, so figure out what format works best for you. And my biggest piece of advice for people is you have to be really brutally organized. I cannot stand taking a class from someone, online or offline, when they're not organized and they're like flitting around and confused. I don't want that. I want a pro. I want it so that if I sit down and I'm taking a class with you, whether I'm online or in person, I feel that you know your stuff and that you're not flustered. So I would say get very organized. Practice your classes as much as you can. Because that's going to make also a huge difference in how polished you show up. You know, you don't have to have a fancy online thing. You don't even have to be fancy in person. But you do need to look like you know what you're talking about. And you need to rehearse your stuff. There is, Again, there's nothing more aggravating than taking a class with someone who obviously hasn't rehearsed. And it's always so obvious for me. You know, I was at a workshop yeah. not that long ago. And one of the people at the workshop was completely frazzled. And it was so obvious that it was just kind of thrown together. It was terrible. And I thought, this is a hot mess. And I know lots of people who throw stuff together at the last minute for in-person or online, and it shows. So know your material, practice it, and present it well, but also make sure you have a format that you like. You know, I teach both online and in-person. I prefer in-person. I'll be real frank about that. I like the intimacy that an in-person event offers. I like connecting with people in that way. I like not having to manage tech stuff at the same time because it's one less thing that I have to do. So for me, that's my preference. You know. The, so those are a couple little tips. What about you, Bree? What are some tips that you have about online teaching or in-person teaching?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love everything that you said. I think. One of the big things, okay, so with online teaching, which I do quite a bit of, I have a a year-long class that I teach that opens every August 7th. Um, With online teaching, it's really important that you have tech support. Um, If you're not the most technical person in the world, then you really need to have tech support because invariably, You will have people who are confused about how to work some aspect of the classroom or how to get the downloads or whatever. And you need somebody to help you do that. And so that, like, that is really, really important and super practical, but it makes a big difference. With online and with in-person teaching, um, Teresa touched on this and, and I would just emphasize you need to give yourself a lot more time to prepare than you think you need so yeah. if you're looking at things and you think oh I need a month to get this off the ground give yourself two right worst case scenario you're done with everything and you have a month to play and to optimize and to troubleshoot um, you know best case scenario that's the best case scenario. that is the best case scenario the worst case scenario is is that you know you need those full two months to really get what, what you have to teach up and running. And, you know, there, whenever you teach, no matter whether it's online or it's offline, in real life, there is a launch process. You know, you've got mm-hmm. to market. You've got to talk it, about it. You know, if you're going to do it offline in, in the world, you need to find a venue. And you need to find – I mean, you, there's a lot of moving parts. If you're doing it online – you've got to set up your payment processing you've got to set up you know your your client uh, profiles and how are they going to access the material and where is it going to live and how is it being delivered so you know there's the teaching component and then there's all of the logistics and the practicalities around the teaching component and as a teacher it's your job either to figure this out and make your processes as seamless as possible or it's your job to hire people who can help you do that. And so I think that that is really, really important. Um, I also think that teaching is something that, you know, people really, really love and people really resonate with and resonate too, and I think that a lot of people feel like, you know, they can't teach unless they're certified and blah, 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 and whatever. And, you know, I'm here to tell you that you, ever I have not met anyone in my life who doesn't have the capacity to be a teacher in some way, shape, or form. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you really feel called to teaching and you feel like, but I don't have a certification from the American Tarot Association. I don't even know if that's a real thing or not. Um, you know, or I don't have my, my certification from the astrologers guild. Like, and so therefore I can't teach. Like, I say BS to that. You know, like, yep. if you have a skill set that you're working with and you're using and, and, you know, you see how it works for people's lives and you know it inside and out, then you have something that you can teach and you don't need to wait for a green light or for permission from someone or from the universe to to begin teaching. You know, I think that it's something that, just like we all learn, we all have the capacity to teach. And so that's my little soapbox about that.
0: (laughs) I just think it's so important um, to have a lot of teachers out there. You know, I'm a really big believer that if you've been reading tarot, for example, for a long time, get out and teach. Let's educate people. Let them know what our work is all about. You know, in fact, I even have a, a free little um ebook that people can download right from my site under free resources called How to Teach Tarot because I'm very passionate about getting more of us out there teaching and I think teaching also makes you better at your work it really does when you teach it makes you Absolutely. much better at your work because you have to get better it's same like when you write a book you get better at what you're doing because while you're writing you're doing your research and all that and you learn things along the way so it's all good that's right
1: that's right. And you see where questions come up and yep. you're like, Oh, like I haven't addressed that very thoroughly. Here, let me let me now address it, right?
0: Absolutely. So our last question of the day, because you are the queen of rituals. This is not my wheelhouse, this is yours.
1: <laughs> what rituals
0: do you recommend to aid in study and learning? The only thing that I have to offer to that is that I have this um this stuff that I get from a company called Sage. It's a company based out of Canada. They do natural wellness, uh-huh. and they have these oh. sprays. They have one called Quick Study for mental alertness, and they have another one called Refresh, which is an energizing mist. I love to spray myself with those sprays before I get down to studying. That's about my only rituals around that. But what do you have to advise? I love it. I love it. I
1: love it. Um, so, you know, sprays that are working... A lot of the principles of aromatherapy are really great. And another aromatherapy trick that I have used since college is rosemary and peppermint essential oils. So if you like essential oils, um, you have like a little essential oil diffuser or an essential oil burner, burning rosemary and peppermint whenever you're trying to concentrate or study is a really nice thing to do. It's really, really um it just helps you sharpen your focus and your concentration. They're both scents that wake you up. So if you're getting drowsy or you're getting tired, um, those are you know they're really awesome for that as well. Um, okay, so as far as rituals go, from from the student perspective, so for those of you who are students, I really like making what I call a prayer bundle or a mojo bag for students who are learning. And, you know, this is especially appropriate if you are engaged in a long-term learning process. So let's say that you have decided for the next calendar year that you are going to take, you know, 12 different classes, one a month, on some aspect of improving your business. So I think a really good thing to do is to create a little prayer bundle or a mojo bag. And, you know, the way that you do this is is basically it's very simple. You know, you're going to get yourself a bag that is a small pouch. You know, for women, this is something that ideally you could, like, tuck into your bra. A lot of times, like, the little velvet bags that jewelry comes in are perfect for this. And you can also find them online, like, if you Google mojo bag You'll find pouches um, of all different sizes and colors, so you get yourself a bag. And then there are there's. I, I like to always advise my students to develop their own relationships with different magical materials. But I will tell you that there's a few that are really good for learning. So one is Solomon seal root. You know, there's of you who grew up in a household where the Bible was read you'll know that King Solomon was like supposedly the wisest of all people. So there's a a plant called Solomon's seal and the Mm -hmm. root of that plant is, is believed to really assist in learning and in increasing your wisdom and your perception and your scholastic ability. Another herb that I really like is deer's tongue leaf. This is also sometimes called vanilla leaf and This is an herb that is known to make you more eloquent. So it makes you more articulate. If you have a writing component in your class or you have to give a presentation at some point, deer's tongue leaf is a really nice herb to have in your mojo bag, and it smells really good. It smells kind of like vanilla. So it's it's lovely for that reason as well. Frankincense and myrrh, are both resins. They can be burned, and they're aromatic when they are burned. Um, but in their, in their, you know, resin form, they're also hard. And they can be added to a mojo bag as well. They both have a clarifying and uplifting effect. And then I always like to add a little bit of my fingernails, like fingernail uh, filings, and a couple of strands of hair from my head. The idea there is that you're bluffing your mind your mental processes, your head, and your hands, the work that your hands do. So, you can take those things, bundle them up in your mojo bag, and then, as I said, if you're a lady, the traditional way to wear them is to tuck that bag right into your bra. And you could also put it into your wallet or into your handbag if you're a guy. You can wear it in your pocket or you can put it in your wallet. Um, you just use a little of each ingredient. But that's a really nice little trick just to give you, like, the upper hand in your scholastic study. Now, another thing that you can do if you're a student um, and you and you really want your teacher to love you and to favor you, you can make a honey jar or a sugar jar. Um, so basically to do that, you would take a jar the most simple form is you would fill it with sugar, and you would write down your wish or your petition that your teacher really, you know, love and appreciate you and that you all have a great relationship. This is something that's really handy um, if you have a friend or if you have a sibling who has had the same teacher and they didn't do a very good job and the teacher knows that you're related or the teacher knows that you're friends and you're worried that you're walking into a possibly, like, adversarial situation, having a sugar jar just to keep things sweet and pleasant and lovely is a very good thing to do. And then you can burn a candle on top of that sugar jar once a week or you can shake the sugar jar and, you know, speak out your intention that you get along with your teacher. And so those are some of my favorite things to do. And then, you know, the other thing is preparing your space. Like we've talked on other shows about cleansing and blessing your space so that you're ready to work. And I really think that, you know, both as the mother of young children and as a lifelong learner, the spaces that we learn in matter. So, you know, when I'm teaching my students, I always talk to them about creating a space where you can learn. So that's, like, not a lot of clutter You've got area to write. If you need to have your computer, there's a place to plug it in. And, you know, a little bit of, again, a little bit of frankincense and myrrh that's like scents in the space or a road-opening spray. Um, Lemongrass is another scent that often is used in stuff like this. can just set the tone so that then the road is open and you're really able to get the most out of your learning experience. So those are a few that I'm a fan of.
0: And those are fabulous. I am definitely going to try some of those. (laughs) So we probably need to get this wrapped up, baby.
1: I know. I know. That's exactly right. We have wrapped up this episode of Talking Shop, and so we always like to do our little review. Teresa, what was your biggest takeaway from this discussion?
0: I loved all the suggestions that you're making about these little rituals and oils. So I'm going to be taking some notes and trying some of those out because I'm a big fan of looking for ways to enhance things. And uh like I said, I always use these sprays, but the idea of the oils and the herbs sounds so interesting. So I want to test those out. And by the way, I love the whole idea of those honey jars. I've learned how to make those from you, and i got to tell people they work. They really yeah, work. Yeah, they do.
1: They're pretty awesome. Yeah.
0: What about you? Anything that you took away?
1: Yes, I really like the point that you made, Teresa, about you know those people who want to teach. Figure out what way of teaching you like. You know, just because you can teach online doesn't mean necessarily that you should. Not everybody loves online teaching. Some people really like teaching in person better, right. or vice versa. And I think that's like a tiny thing, but, man, that's a detail that you don't want to miss.
0: Yes, and also being prepared, which we both gave, talked about. So I think that's super, super important. All right, so we're going to sign off. Yeah, Yeah, right on. But before we sign off, we have to remind people that if you love Talking Shop, you can listen to all of the previous shows for free on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Just look for Talking Shop with Teresa and Bree, and you'll find all the episodes there. You can also visit the Talking Shop archives. On my page, that's under free resources, thetarolady.com. Click on free resources. And then hop on down to podcasts. You'll find Talking Shop there. And, Bree, where can they find all this goodness on your site?
1: Same thing, you guys. Go to briannasasaki.com. There's a tab that says books and resources. Click on that tab. You'll hit another tab called free resources. Click on that, and there is Talking Shop and the Talking Shop archives. Listen to your heart's content.
0: And also, people, we do want to remind you that we really appreciate when you leave sweet reviews on iTunes. So if you have a moment, please leave a little review on iTunes if you like this podcast, because that's really going to help us and it's going to help more metaphysical business owners find their way to talking shop. And we just really appreciate that so much. All right, so let's shut this show down. Please join us again next month for another round of Talking Shop. But until then, you can find me Teresa at theterrolady dot com, and Brie? You can all find can you? find
1: me at <laughs> breanna dot com. Thank you all so much for tuning in to listen. For tuning in to listen, we hope that you keep taking action to build the mystical businesses of your dreams. Stay on your grind. Make it another great month. We know that you will. We'll see you next month.